Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So alhamdulillah, we're here, we made it. We're in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, subhanAllah. And this is when we're really hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will choose us to forgive. And we'll be standing up at night and we'll be begging and asking him for his forgiveness. And inshallah, if he chooses to forgive us, our slate will be wiped clean. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in a hadith Qudsi, he says, O son of Adam, were your sins to reach the clouds of the sky and you were then to ask forgiveness of me, I would forgive you. So subhanAllah, there is no limit to Allah's forgiveness, even though our mistakes are so numerous. But you know what's disheartening? Is how seldom we are able to forgive each other and how often we are intolerant towards one another. Islam teaches us that the strongest of servants are those who not only have the strength to suppress their anger when they are tested, but also possess an immeasurable capacity to forgive. The Prophet Muhammad said that whoever suffers an injury and forgives the person responsible, Allah will raise his status to a higher degree and remove one of his sins. Because you know, if we can sincerely forgive those who anger us, inwardly and outwardly, then that cleanses our souls from the shaitan and his negative energy. Many of us can't even forgive our parents or friends or spouses when they say hurtful things in anger. We end up holding grudges for years, unable to forget the things that people have done to us. On the one hand, we feel justified in feeling this way. You know, after all, we are the ones who have been wronged. And yes, it is natural to be upset at someone when they've hurt you. In fact, the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, told us that a Muslim is not allowed to break off ties with another Muslim for more than three days. You know, and that recognises that everybody needs that time to cool off. But what is unhealthy and often destructive is the inability to forgive and move on. So what does forgiving actually mean? Forgiving means not carrying a grudge in your heart against that person. Forgiving means that if you were given the chance to retaliate, you would choose not to. Forgiving means not wishing evil, even if secretly, upon that person. It means you can continue to be civil towards them and that you can even bring yourself to pray for their well-being and guidance. Imagine being abused and taunted and when you're given the chance to retaliate, instead you forgive. This was the messenger of Allah, وسلم, who was described to us in the Qur'an as an excellent example for those who hope in Allah and the last day. So how can we benefit from forgiving others? We're told in a hadith that there was a merchant who used to extend credit to people. If he found one of his customers to be in straitened means, he would say to his assistants, forgive them their debt. Perhaps Allah will forgive us. Allah did forgive him. So there's a direct correlation between the ways we treat others and how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treats us. We all know the Prophet Muhammad's famous saying, have mercy on those on the earth and the one in heaven will have mercy on you. I mean, of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is incomparably greater and more merciful than us. Therefore, whatever we do for others, Allah will multiply that for us. If we're sincere in wanting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our many slip-ups and sins, we should be prepared to do that for others.
Once the Prophet Muhammad was sitting in the masjid with the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, and he pointed out a person who entered the masjid as being one of those who would enter Jannah. And the Prophet Muhammad did this for three days and every time it was the same person who had entered the masjid. Abdullah ibn Amr, may Allah be pleased with him, wanted to know what quality this man possessed that made the Prophet Muhammad say that about him. So he spent some time with that man. In fact, he went and he spent three nights with that man. And he didn't notice that the man prayed any more optional night prayers during these nights. But if the man woke up during the night, the man would just simply mention Allah. So nothing extravagant, nothing kind of, you know, reading full Qur'ans every night or anything. But before he left, he had to ask him. It was just, he just couldn't figure it out. So Abdullah ibn Amr said to him, what did you do that was so special that the Prophet Muhammad has identified you as a man of Jannah? The man said, well, my deeds are nothing more than what you see. In other words, you know, I'm not somebody who worships, stands up in prayer all night. I'm not somebody who reads Quran the whole time. But, he said, the only thing I do is that I do not hold any grudge against any Muslim or envy anyone for what bounties Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted them. And there, and when he said that, Abdullah ibn Amr said to him, this difficult quality to obtain is what has granted you this rank. So that is what it means to be a true believer. Our focus shouldn't be simply on how much we pray, or, you know, although that has its place. Rather, we should be so focused on gaining the pleasure of Allah that other people's wrongs against us become insignificant. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the believers as those who avoid the major sins and immoralities, and when they are angry, they forgive. There's actually been psychological research done on this, and psychologists have said that the inability to forgive may cause a person to repeatedly bring anger and bitterness into every relationship and new experience. The hurt and the insecurity caused by the one who has offended us we end up projecting it onto others because we're not able to move on from our previous experience. I mean, we're not being asked to condone what others have done to us, but rather we should acknowledge that they have hurt us and it was wrong. And if we reflect on why this was hurtful and what may have been the motives of the person who hurt us, then you know we can learn a lot from that and we should then move on. It's true, we can't change the past but we can certainly use it to empower ourselves and become better people, people insha'Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said to us in the Qur'an, let them pardon and overlook. Would you not love for Allah to forgive you? Allah is forgiving and merciful. Abdullah ibn Amr, may Allah be pleased with him, reported, the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, was on the mimbar and he said, be merciful to others and you will receive mercy. Forgive others, and Allah will forgive you. Allah knows it can be very hard to really forgive someone who has hurt you. So we are given the greatest motivation to push ourselves to forgive, and that's obtaining the forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So yes, it is hard, but remember, this life will not last forever. And when we're there, 
on the day of judgment, we will wish that we had piled up the rewards and the forgiveness from Allah by the simple act of forgiving somebody who's hurt us. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to forgive anyone who's hurt us in our lives. And in return, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to forgive us. Ameen. I'm going to end there. If anything in this talk was beneficial to you, it was purely from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Glory and praise be to you, O Allah. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship except you. I beg of you your forgiveness and repent to you. Ameen.